Uh, children, why don't you just stay seated? We're not going to be that long. Uh, well, you'll find out. Um, <clears throat> would like us to uh, read our declaration. If maybe you're uh, visiting today, we are. We we pronounce this to ourselves and to each other as a reminder, not only for ourselves or for each other, that. Satan can no longer get a hold of us. Satan can no longer, he might battle us, but we have power over Satan. And as we uh, heard speak and spoke about in our Bible study just this past Wednesday about our past, and that's what Satan likes to bring up. My friend, every one of us has something in our past, and our past could be as little as yesterday or uh, near as yesterday or, you know, when. But uh, every one of us has something in our past we'd rather not discuss. We'd rather not be reminded. And you know what Jesus does when he comes? He comes and cleanses us. And he forgives us. And he removes that. And he casts it as far as the east is from the west. So if Satan talks to you about your past or tries to bring it up, you need to remember that's not of God. That's Satan trying to penetrate your mind. So just renew your mind by saying these words. Let's say them together. My past is past. My future is bright. God's promises are true and his word is sure. With God as my helper, I will be all he wants me to be. Do all he wants me to do. Receive all he wants me to receive. And I will give God the glory he deserves. Amen. So we're here today to remember that. And I'm so glad today that uh, uh, whenever we come in here and we don't discuss as praise team or anybody else, I am so glad to hear songs, uh, maybe from the praise team or whoever, uh, and even our opening song, Fill My Heart With Love. I'm so glad to say that's exactly what's on my heart today to preach about. He knows our heart, and we need to ask him to speak to us. I want to speak to you actually today about a a theme, if you will, the biblical verses for our vacation Bible school that's coming up. And may I tell you, uh, it's not just about the children. The more the church gets behind our vacation Bible school, not only with your presence, but with your prayers and with your being willing to do whatever you can do, the more we get behind that, the more God's blessings is going to be stowed upon us. You know that? Because it's not about what we're doing. It's about what the children need to hear and need to receive. And so the more you can bring in the children, the more you can encourage the children, the more you can lift them up. Uh, let me just come to you. Let me show you a quick story. It probably goes back 18 years. Um, uh, I just kind of wondering uh, throughout, you know, as I'm here and I mean, I'm kind of needed if I'm needed somewhere, you know, an uh, uh, unruly child or something. Well, <clears throat> little boy was named Eddie. Oh, man, do I remember him. Little boy was named Eddie, and, and the first night he was just, he was, un, uh, you know, never hadn't come here. We bust him here. Uh, uh, but he was just a wildcat. I mean, he was everywhere and didn't want to settle down, didn't want to do anything, and and so, therefore, the second night it started the same way. And so, guess who got called in? Pastor gets called in. And 
And so I get Eddie and I take him off to the side and I said, Eddie, I need you to do something special. And his eyes lit up. And I said, I need you to walk with me and go with me and do what I need to do because I need you to be my helper this week. Do you know why? <laughs> Each night he'd come to me. Hey, you got anything for me to do tonight? You want me to help you tonight? You want me, you know, and, and just by taking someone who, who didn't know about church, maybe that was his first time in a church building, and I believe it was talking to the family, uh, but someone who didn't know what it was, uh, by the end of the week, guess what? Eddie was that individual that everybody loved and everybody cared for. That we could have just as easily said, if you're not going to be any better, we're going to send you home. But we're not sending them home. We want to send them home that way, you know. We want to be willing to share the Lord about them. So uh, uh, you're able to help in every way possible. And the church is dependent, uh, the Vacation Bible School is dependent upon you uh, just to, to be there and bring in the children. I can't say enough about, I'm going to tell you something. When I speak to churches, and I'll get to this, but it's just coming and I'm just giving because I'm not going to say I'm not planning on saying that. When I speak with other church people about their churches and they say they're just dormant and they're not growing or what have you, one of the things I ask them is, do you have a vacation Bible school in the summer? No, we've not done one of those in years. Do you have anything for the children? Do you have any kind of a youth group? No, no, we don't. You know what? And so many people will say, well, we don't have very many youth. Guess what? When we started here, we had just a small handful of young people, a small handful of children. And now we have 30 plus uh, youth that have their own service on Tuesday night. We have, I don't know, I can't count all the smaller children and the babies back there in the nursery somewhere around a dozen a lot of times. Uh, listen here, why? Uh, because we worked with what we had and God continued to bless. So therefore, my friends, that's why it's important for each and every one of us to remember how valuable one child is coming to Vacation Bible School. And as I said in, in our theme for Vacation Bible School, uh, uh, I want to read a couple of verses. I'm going to read out of Psalms 139. This is one of those chapters uh, that's one of my favorites of uh, the whole chapter. I call this the He Knows chapter, okay? Psalms 139, and as you're finding that there, uh, we're going to realize is this year's theme, uh, as we speak, this year's theme is entitled Submerge. Submerged, and not only uh, will our theme or will our vacation Bible school lessons take us to the depths of the ocean, and there are some awesome, fantastic props that was already made down there, and what they've done, it's unbelievable how this basement church gets transformed. But not only uh, will uh, this submerged take us to the depths of the ocean, uh, but it's also going to take us uh, to the depths of our hearts as well. And that's what we're here to show. Uh, we're here to show each and every child that comes, and each and every adult that's helping, uh, that God 
God is speaking to you and God knows all about you. And in our theme, it basically says that Jesus sees, uh, Jesus knows, and Jesus saves. And I want you to know that. Think of that today. Uh, what if your entire mind, what if your entire life uh, was just played out in the screen? Or what if people could see right through you? And what if they could see uh, the thing that's binding you? Uh, what if they could see that activity there uh, that you're trying to keep private? Uh, what if they could see uh, that worry that's in the back of your mind that's robbing you of your joy? Uh, what if they could see uh, the pain that you're going through? Uh, what if they could see the doubt? And you understand? What if they could see? What if they could see every thought that goes through your mind? Well, guess what? Jesus sees all of that. He sees it all. And my friend, I want to tell you something. He not only sees it, but he knows. He knows you. And Well, let's just read because this, this chapter here is a great one. That's a great one. And, and uh, I'm going to read uh, our two theme verses, and then I want to go back to the beginning. In verse 23 and 24, uh, the Psalm David uh, is in this psalm speaking out, and he says that the fin- finality uh, of this song, a uh, uh, psalm of praise, listen to what he says. After he says everything else that we're about to follow up on, he says, search me, O God. Did you hear the song the praise team said? Search my heart, Lord. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See what he said? He wants God to know his heart before even his thoughts. My friend, he wants God to go in where where we keep our innermost. Sometimes it's easy to share your thoughts. But what about sharing what's really on your heart? What about going to the place that maybe you don't even like to go to? Those secret room in your heart that maybe you tried to block and you don't want to go there because maybe just as we said a little bit ago, because of maybe what's happened in your past and you don't want to go there in this place anymore. But God knows even that. He just says, search my heart. Search my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see, wow, I'm going to tell you what, David is right where the Lord wanted him to be right here. My friend, when we can get to a place where we can pray this out in prayer to God, when we can share this and offer it up with an open heart to God, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Wow. David is realizing, Lord, that it's you, that you know all about me. You know everything there is to know. And my friend, I want to tell you something today. And when we look at this at verse 1 and 139, O oh Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. You have searched and listened. Search me. In other words, God's found you. He sees you just where you are. He knows just what you're going through. He knows what you've been through. Listen, He knows what your tomorrow will be. And what you'll face tomorrow or next week or next year. He knows whether you'll have a tomorrow or not. He knows all there is to know about you. It says, Thou compassest, thou knowest my downsetting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Listen, you understand every thought I have in my mind. 
God, you know everything that goes through this trap up here. You know it all. And listen, he said, thou art acquainted with all of my ways. See, there was nothing we can hide from him. There's nothing we can hide and We can come in here and every one of you looks so great today. You look so wonderful. You're smiling. You're dressed. You look great. But he's acquainted with all about you. He's acquainted with everything that there is to know about you. What if your life was like that and we all knew it? What if we knew every thought, every thing that came to I'm going to tell you something. There's none of us here that can't go through a day that has one of those thoughts that creep into our minds. And what if that was blasted up on a billboard? Or we just thought this, bling, 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 huh? Hey, you laugh, what was your name up there, you know? But God knows those thoughts. God knows exactly those thoughts. And God knows all of that, and he said, listen, I'm just going to hit on a few of these going down. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. So I said, he, he's been with me in the beginning. He's been with me and he's, he's there with me now. He's been the shepherd that David referred to earlier there. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He is reminding himself of that. And he said, such knowledge is too wonderful for me to believe that someone knows me enough, to believe that someone cares for me enough, to believe that someone loves me enough to know everything about me and still wants to be with me. See, there are people, and no doubt there are people in our congregation today as well, there are people in, in here and there are people in the walks of life uh, that don't want to let anybody get too close to them because you're afraid that something might be found out about you that you'd rather them not know. And my friend, I want to tell you something. God's already found it out. God's already knows it and God sees you and he knows you and he loves you and God says just as I am without one plea. Listen, when God sees you and loves you that much, he says I'm not talking about your past because I'm going to cover them with the blood and I'm going to wash you and make you whiter than snow. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Listen here, when God covers, my friend, your past, he doesn't bring it up. You're the one. We're the ones that are reminded of our past and we don't need to do that. Wow. Such knowledge is too wonderful me. I can't grasp it all, he said. Can you believe somebody loves you, knows you, sees you, cares for you that much? Well, where shall I go from thy spirit, and whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend into heaven, thou art there. And if I make my bed in hell, thou art there. Let me hold on right here. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Listen, wherever you think you can go, God says I am there. You ascend up into heaven. On your best of days, God is there. 
God is there blessing you. God is there leading you, directing you, speaking to you. This is the way. Walk ye in it. And even in your worst of days, if I ascend to hell, when you think your life could not get any worse, listen, God's still there. And God says he not only is there, but he is like David said, he heard my cry and he pulled me up out of that horrible pit and he has brought me up on a solid rock and established my goings they put this song in my heart whatever it is you're going through in life your best of days God is there your worst of days God is there he sees you he knows you he loves you he says that ain't going to make me leave you huh See, we think about our past and we think if someone got to know us, they wouldn't want to be around us. Because you know why? Something we have called flaws. Yeah, F-L-A-W-S, flaws. We all have them, don't we? Anybody here think you're perfect? You can come to prayer right now. We all have our flaws. Okay. But God says, I'm not looking at your flaws. And that's what we think. If people saw and if people only knew the flaws in in my life, they wouldn't want to be around me. And God says, I know all about you. I know your flaws. I know all there is to know. I know when you stumble. (laughs) It's my hand that reaches down to lift you up. You know, you think you don't stumble. I'm going to tell you something. The Bible tells you you do and you will. The Bible says a righteous man falleth seven times, but he gets up seven times. You understand? When we fall, we get up. Why? Because there's a hand that holds me. There's a one that shows me, as the songs were today, there's a one that leads me. And because of that, whether I'm on the mountaintop or in the pit of the lowest valley, God is still God. And he said he'd never leave me. He'd never forsake me. He'd be with me always. Let go of your character flaws. Let go of those flaws. Let go of those walls that you build up around yourself that you think you don't want no one to truly get to know you that well because if they knew you, they would not like you. Listen here, Jesus knows you and he loves you. And his brothers and his sons and daughters love you as well. We're none righteous in our own eyes. We're not perfect, huh? Well... Even thy hand shall lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. I am trying. I'm going to get real personal here. I am trying now to speak what I preach. As a grief counselor, talking to people, I tell people, be be real. The worst thing you can do is say, I'm okay. The last five months or so, I've told a number of you, I'm okay. Lying through my teeth. You know? 
But when I felt like I could not go on and when I felt like I was letting go, guess what I learned? It was not me that was holding him. He was holding me. When you feel like you can't go any further in your life, when you feel like your life is upside down, guess what? You can't, you're not letting go of him. He's letting you see you're not holding on to me. I'm holding on to you. I'm holding on to you. And guess what? When you realize that, you begin to realize, as it said here, thy right hand shall lead me. So therefore, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. You know, my life is going to continue until God says, it's time to come home. So, getting back into the scripture, for thou hast possessed. Now, how well does he know you? This next few scriptures here, I'm going to read before we come to close. Next few scriptures here is saying, well, for thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb, and I, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and marvelous are thy works, and my soul knoweth right well. Okay? Goes on down the next few verses. David saying, God, not only do you know me, but you knew me before I was even created. You knew my innermost. You knew how I was formed. You knew everything there is to know about my body. You know everything there is to know about me. And Lord, I realize that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Listen, let there be light and there was light. He created everything that you see and he created me. And do you know what the book of Romans tells us? If you'll read that, and I'm not going to go there, but of all the things he created, guess what is his masterpiece? His masterpiece is the one you see in the mirror. That's what his masterpiece is. He created each and every one of us. Yeah. Even when you looked and you saw me as unperfect, God. How precious are your thoughts toward me. Listen, I want to I give you another example and then we're going to come to a close. Over in the book of John in the fifth chapter, and I thought maybe I might read it, but you can read it, I'll tell you about it. There's a man in that chapter, and he was a man that was lame for years. And every day, somebody would pick him up on his cot. He needed four people, if you will, to help him. And they would take him. They would go and get him, no doubt, of a morning. And they would lift him over on, in my mind, it's like the old army cot, okay? I don't know what it was. It's probably just a blanket. But they would lift him and they would put him on this blanket or this cot. And they would carry them down by this pool at Bethesda. Because for the world's thinking, whenever the waters began to boil, whoever was first into the pool was healed of what infirmity they had. May I tell you what, if you're up late at night, Them late night commercials have everything you need to make your life better. And that's exactly what the world is trying to tell us today. If you'll just do this, your life will be better. 
If you'll just get into this, your life will be better. And the world is telling you, and this man for years thought that day in and day out. He thought, well, if I just got what the world said I needed, I'd be okay. Jesus came. In my words, like I said, you can read it. He asked him, how long you been here? And he said, man, I'm coming here every day. Every day. And every time the water moves, just about the time I can roll myself to that, or how I can get there, whatever it might be, somebody else gets in the way. Isn't that how life does to you? Just when you think something's going your way, somebody else gets in the way. You know what? And he told Jesus Christ, he said, Jesus Christ simply said, what do you have me to do? He said, I don't have a friend to help me in the water. See, what he was looking for is what the world was telling him the answer was. And Jesus is telling him, you need to change your way of thinking. You need to change your way of thinking. The answer is not what the world says. The answer is not what you think. That's what this man thought. This man thought that if he got into that pool, it would be great. The answer is not what you think the answer is, as long as you think it's something other than God. See, Jesus, he told Jesus, he said, I don't have a friend to help me. He was looking for a friend to help him in the pool. But Jesus told him that he would be a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. That he'd be a friend that would be there in the midnight hour of his life. That he would be a friend that would show him what living was all about. That he would be a man that would let him know that I know all there is to know about you. I know every day that you get up and are carried down here. I know how long you've done this. And I know how many times you've tried to get in here. And you've tried it your way. Now I'm going to show you what I can do. Rise and walk. You see, here was a man that God seen what he needed. He saw exactly what he needed. He sees what you need as well. Each and every day, this man looked like he was okay, but he couldn't even walk. He could do nothing for himself. And how typical that is of ourselves. We can't do nothing of ourselves without God. I don't have a friend so Jesus took him by the hand his legs received their strength he leaped out of there you see that's how we are today the world is trying to show us and the world is trying to tell us exactly what we needed but God knows what we need before we even mention it He knows everything about us. He knows every emotion. He knows every motive. He knows every intention. He knows every desire. He knows every trial. He knows every heartache. He knows, not in this chapter, but another one, the number of the hairs on your head. He knows all there is to know. David realized that. My friend, when you realize that there's someone who sees you as you are, who knows you, Everything about you. Everything about you, he still knows you. He knows the things that you just know. No one else, not even your wife, not even your husband, 
He knows the things that you just know. Why? Because he knows your thoughts. He knows everything to know about you. He sees you. He knows you. And guess what? He still loves you. He loves you. He loves you enough. Just like the man that couldn't do for himself. He loves you enough to not let you stay that way. He doesn't want you to stay thinking, well, if I could only do this. He loves you enough to show you that it's not what you think. It's not what the world thinks. It's that Jesus is the answer. He loves you that much. And if you're here today and you know in your heart and mind that the Spirit of God is speaking to you, and I know it is, He's speaking to you today. And guess what He's wanting you to do? He's wanting you to say, you can hide all you want to. You can look away all you want to, but you don't have to look at the preacher to hear what I'm saying. I'm speaking to your heart. That's what he's letting you know. And he's telling you right now today, it's time that you realize I know everything about you. I know you. And I love you. I love you enough that I don't want to see you just lay there like this lame man. I want to be your friend. The Bible says, Greater love hath no man than this, that he laid down his life for his friend. You're here today and you're realizing that. And your past has been haunting you so long because why? It's not something you're proud of. But your past has been haunting you so long because you're holding on to it. You think you can't let go of it. Well, I'm telling you here today, you're beginning a song back there. Jesus sees, Jesus knows, and Jesus knows. When David realized that, and I'm closing here, David realized that once he realized how close, how much God knew about him, guess what David said? Search me. Search me, God. Today, Can you say that today? God, I want you to search me. God, I want you to search me. Search me, oh God. Know my heart. Know my heart. God knows where your heart is. You know that? God knows exactly where your heart is. You might be acting like everything's fine, but Jesus doesn't play that game. Try me. Know my thoughts. In other words, look deep in me, Lord. Look deep in me and see if there be anything in my life that needs to come out. And God, let it come. And that's when you need to respond. Because you know, don't you? You know. I want you to stand. With a yoke upon them still yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me just say this. I believe that there are people in here today that's doing like flashing lights. I see those flashing lights. There are people in here today, it's a flashing lights is going on like an emergency flasher, you know. And you're in a state of emergency and I can see them. I'm not saying anything. I just through faith. I can see them. But it's that faith you need to have. I have faith that God is able, but you need to have faith that you're willing to take that step. 
sing it. Just as I am with sing it, church. One but that thy blood was shed for me and that thou bidst me come to You better move in your battle. Just as I am waiting to rid my soul of one dark plot to you to bow your heads I don't say this too often you've not heard me say that I see you just like a flashing light but I'm going to tell you something I see you today just like that emergency flashing light you're here today and you know it's you would you just lift up your hand and there's not a person here that's heads up up and eyes are closed every head I see that hand what about you yep yep Ain't that great? Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? That's exactly right. Huh? Now there's a few more. Bing, bing, bing. That's exactly what it was. Come on. A few more. What about you? I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to say anything else. But what I'm asking you to do that for is you have to, like David did, you have to acknowledge God for who he is before he can help you. I'm not going to pull you out. I see it. <laughs> Come on. Yep. <laughs> Come on. Come on. The hands are still going up. What about yours? Huh? Nobody's looking. All I'm going to say, I see that hand that you don't want to raise, but I just saw it. <laughs> I see that hand. I see that hand that you're barely lifting back there. I see that hand. <laughs> what about you? Huh? I'm going to take you to prayers. I'm not going to come to you. And I'm I'm not going to say, hey, I saw your hand go up. I'm just going to acknowledge right now. We are acknowledging that you know there's a need in your life. And I'm going to take you to prayer on that need. But may I tell you something today, later on at the park or wherever we're at. I don't care if it's through the day or whatever. In the middle of the night, if you want to call me and that's when you need to call. Listen. You give me a call. Because I'm praying for you. And those three more that I think that were flashing that have not raised their hands yet. He knows all about you. He knows all about you. I don't need to know what it is. God has just let me know who you are. 
So I'm going to pray for those. Anyone with the word before we dismiss? Bow your heads. Thank God for each and every one of you. Brother Brad, will you dismiss us in prayer?